Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of Video Game Realness. Hey. Episode four. Hello. Yes. Okay. Is this number four? This is episode number well, four. This is technically episode five, but it's official episode It's four. official episode four. I and feel like we should, you know, just... Say this is four five combined, and no, the next week no, we're coming no, at you with no. this is this is four in North America and two in Japan. <laughs> we're, we're actually just pretending zero didn't exist at yes, this point. I think it was right. it was a hot mess. Um, I, it wasn't a hot mess. We it, predicted some this, E three things, and they were sound, almost all right. It was, I was two, it was two hours everything. long. <laughs> the sound was horrible. Anyways, um, I am your host, Delvin. And we are joined by our panel plus an extra guest today. Uh, we have Cameron. Hello. James. Hello. Michael. Hello. And Greg. Hi. Yes. Uh, Greg is the person that I mentioned in the first episode, episode zero, that would be joining us. And here he is today. I'm here. Hi, Hi Greg. Greg. He's real. I'm queer and nerdy and stuff. <laughs> We're aware. <laughs> Um, well aware. So, in the past week, uh, we've had a lot of uh, new supporters to um, listen to our little budget podcast. Yay! I hear we've had an explosion I'm like in the shocked last. Shocked at, at you know everyone yes. who's listening. So, thank you for downloading. Absolutely, it means a lot. Download we, some more. Yes. Um, so we we totally love all of you for for listening to us and and subscribing and, and now what just have you. review us on iTunes. No, but, yeah. give us five stars. <laughs> Send Be news. gentle. It was that five stars. Sorry, but I had yeah. to throw it up for a second. I was getting super gay. Honey, don't even try. Mask, mask. No. Um, mask. So, <laughs> mask, mask. So, um, yes, we would definitely love to hear your feedback and um, hear what you think about us. And Did anybody use hashtag VG Realness PS Vita? No. No. No, girl. <laughs> no. Yeah, it would have no. been you and the two other Canadians. And the two people that bought a PS Vita. <laughs> Anyways. One in Winnipeg Snapping and one in a Calwood. <laughs> So for uh, to, for for this week's episode, um, I wanted us to uh, go over just who we are uh, in a more detail and how we all met each other and why we're here doing this podcast and just for you listeners to know who the hell we are and who these bitches be. That's what the purpose of today is. It's getting personal. I yes. believe it was Real who them bitches is <laughs> is the proper. <laughs> Yes. Is the proper title. Yeah. And it's, it's is with an I-Z. Yes. Because it's classy. <laughs> we some classy bitches. All right. Let's try to keep it together here, people. Um, so, as I said, I'm the host. Um, and I decided randomly one day um, to do a podcast. I think I was talking to Michael over text. And I was like, let's do a podcast. And uh, that's pretty much how this brainchild started. But... Um, in terms of everyone else that's here on the panel, uh, we go way back. Like, I'm going to take a time Holy portal. Holy shit. Almost like, a decade now, I would say. Almost. Really? No. Not well, that long. Okay. It's well, been like six years. Um, it's been more than six years. Well, we all met in, well, not all of us. Okay. So, in 2006, um, I had moved to Toronto from Whitby um, oh. and uh, had come across the website gaygamer.net which is where most of us had met and uh, there was a meetup that was happening in the area um, and that's where I met Greg and that's where I met James first um, Greg uh, James <laughs> um, 
we we didn't connect right away. No, we didn't connect right no. away. How many of us were there? There was like a lot of people at that meetup. It was um, it was fairly large. Um, it took up the whole second floor of that that pub. So it was oh pretty big. yeah, at O'Grady's, yeah. right? Yes. Yes. Um, this is in Toronto, Ontario. I, we do. We, do they know that yes. we're all from Toronto, Ontario? We're, they know okay. we're Canadian and we're from Toronto. Cool. Um, we're not hiding it. Um, <laughs> Most people don't know where Toronto is. So <laughs> yeah, like, so. Toronto, who? What? Um, so. Yeah, James and I didn't connect right away, um, and you and I connected. Yes. Greg and um, Dalvin. It, Greg and myself. Um, and over time, James and I became more friends, and then later on in... When did we meet Cameron? 2007? That sounds about right. Yes. Uh, and then later on in 2007, uh, Cameron had... I guess you moved to Toronto or... I had finished college, so I finally decided getting friends was a good time. <laughs> so he also was on GayGamer.net, and we became uh, friends. Uh, we met and came over, and we played Smash Brothers, and we were friends from the get-go because we had an ongoing Smash Brothers rivalry of Zelda versus Zelda and... Zelda versus Peach's dress. <laughs> <laughs> I remember trying to play Smash Brothers at those like meetups, and it was just like the worst experience for me because I fucking suck at that game. And everybody's like, Greg, just put the controller down. It's like, no. You're going to hurt yourself. It's yeah. okay. Don't play. Um, and then later on, um, through... Where was it? Uh, Halloween? Yes. Yeah, it was year? through Greg through that Greg. I met Cameron... Who then introduced me to everyone else? Oh, this else. was Emma Frost's I was Halloween. There, the that same was night. Emma. I forget that I was okay. Like, so okay, okay, okay. So let me tell the story because you were drunk and you don't remember. So we all went out for Halloween one year, and Greg was dressed up as Emma Frost. Yes, it I was, was amazing. Yeah, and you have no idea. Um, Cameron, I was who were you dressed up as? I was that Blaine year? Anderson from Glee. <laughs> oh, That's yes. right. Yes. Um, and I don't know what I was dressed up as. I can't even remember. It's not important. Anyway, um, we ran into Greg, and Michael was there. Um, and then he introduced us to Michael and... Fast friends. Let's Fast be honest, friends. though. The only reason why we decided to be friends with Michael because he was dressed as Ness. And we were, yeah. the, only people, we were yes. the only people there who yes, knew yes. what that he was. Yes, that was it. That was so it. We were well. the only ones that identified who he was dressed up as. And then... It was a good costume. That was a Halloween costume in the making for like four years. You were talking so about, because so Michael and I this is, uh, go to school together, yeah. and that's how I knew him. Um, and he had been talking about that costume for just about as long as I had known him. Yeah, he's just pretty like, much. I have the shirts coming in the mail, and I have a yo yo, and I have a hat. Because, <laughs> like, well, okay, imagine this. So the, the website fangamer.net has all of these really awesome like video game related shirts and whatnot and this one you like usually they'll just print the designs on but this one it's actually like a stitched design with the stripes and so they have to do a really large order number to do it so they sell out and then they wait until the demand gets crazy high but they only like reprint it every four years oh my god so i'd be like Waiting and waiting, and then it came, in and I was like, "Yes, I can be Ness." And now I also have a Lucas T-shirt. So it was a good I, costume. It was yeah. a good costume. It was a good costume. So that's how I guess that's how we became friends. Um, yes. Wait, is there more to that story? I forget. Well, I mean, I was just gonna elaborate more to say that you know we have hung out like as a tradition, usually on every Sundays. Playing yeah, we video started games. playing games all the time. Together. Every Sunday yeah. it was became a ritual, and that's how we 
become friends over time and what have you. Um, and we started going out together. And then we started going out. To and the clubs. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, I was, I, was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking of this earlier today as well, that, you know, there's always a moment in every, like, friendship where, like, you're friends, and then there's another moment where, it, like, it's like, this is my bitch. <laughs> For your, life. your best friends. Your best friends. Or, or in other words, your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like James, you and I, we bonded over Real Housewives. Yeah. Oh Lordy. <laughs> oh Lord. I, Jesus. We, we were we were I mean we're definitely friends before, but I think that's what took it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, that would have been our other podcast had we not done this one. <laughs> we would have just sat and talked about Real Housewives because we watched all the all the franchises except Orange County because I watch Orange County. Y- yeah, she watches Orange County. I don't watch it. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Those bitches are too basic and too. I can't deal with them. Um, Cameron, you and I, I would say, would have to be over World of Warcraft. We play. Oh God, yes. Hours, <laughs> days, hours. weekends. There were okay. So Cameron and I also lived together and were roommates, and there would be many times on the. I think we never even left the house for the weekend because we were playing World of Warcraft. I know, it's disgusting, it's gross. I know, it almost sounds dirty. We didn't leave the house, but we were literally in separate rooms playing World of Warcraft, and then we'd be on vent. Playing together. Playing together, but with other people, with other people, and we'd be on vent, and and, yeah. Anyways, um, Greg, I think you and I bonded over many things, but I think we just enjoyed going out. Each other. Each other's company, yes. And being slutty bitches and... Drinking oh, the good old days uh, to be young I, again, to be young again. <laughs> and Michael, I would say that we bonded definitely over RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's where that was. That was just like bam. So, bam, I tried, bam, I tried bam, to bond with you over Mateo. World of Warcraft, but we all know how that ended. <laughs> oh my god, somebody ended up in Stranglethorn Vale at level eight. Yeah, just uh, if you ever see me on WoW, uh, don't ask me to be the priest or the healer yeah. because so, I will little, fuck everyone. Little, shit, little, little backstory on that moment that happened. We were playing World of Warcraft, me, Cameron, Greg, and another friend, Phil. And we were like, hey, let's go do a dungeon together. So we were doing Dead Minds. I was playing a priest. And he was playing a priest. And so he was going to be the healer. Oh, no, I was the healer. He was the shadow. Oh, the shadow quote, priest. Unquote. Oh, the shadow priest, right. Yeah. So anyway, we're going through the dungeon, and uh, someone was tanking or something. And Greg tends to get bored very easily. Mm-hmm. So we weren't traversing through the dungeon fast enough, and he decided to just... Fear every Spice. single. Well, I said, I said over. Vent- what were we talking on Ventrilo? I said I'm getting really bored, guys. And everybody's like, Greg, just, just calm down. Yeah. <laughs> just calm down and just wait. We're almost done. And I decided to fear everything I looked at. And what was it? It was like, what was the skill? The radial scream, the area of a psychic scream. Sc- or no, psychic no. scream or something. No, it's psychic scream, was it? I think it's psychic Anyways, scream. Anyways, so everybody goes, oh, shit. So what you, if you don't, for those who don't know, it's basically an AOE crowd control ability that sends all the mobs running. And when they go running, they bring more mobs with them. And then we, we all just died endlessly. It was... And I don't had know to what be there. any I don't know. of this means. <laughs> yeah. I have never played, yes. but like, it doesn't. It it yeah. It's it sounds a, almost like Leroy Jenkins. It was the gay version. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what it was. So we we yes. So you know now know our history and how we all come to this moment. And um, it was a funny thing because the whole idea for the podcast was literally it was. Just before E3, 
Delvin was listening to a uh, video game podcast. Yes. And was just like, let's do one. And we were all like, cool. cool. And then that was it. And then like that weekend, we just started it up. And Delvin had to have an intervention with me. He like brought me aside. We had lunch. He's like, listen, <laughs> I never see your ugly ass face. Yes. You need to get involved with this. And you need like, to get your shit together. It was a real Housewives moment. It was yes. a for sure real Housewives it, moment. You know when they go and sit down and have a lunch and then like bitch each other out. It was no, total- no wig pulling at yeah. this one. There was no wig pulling. Yeah. <laughs> that would involve wigs. So. <laughs> I've worn a wig or two. Oh we're aware. So we're going to go around to uh, each member, and, uh, and uh, I have a couple questions for each uh, person on the panel. And just so we get to know each other a bit more. Um, so the first question um, is to know, why do you game? And what does video games do for you? And who wants to go first? I Michael. Can. Yeah, okay. Tell me. Um, so I started gaming primarily because my brothers had Nintendo Super Nintendo, and it was just something that always stuck. Like, I, I couldn't imagine not playing video games. Um, they are so much fun, and, you know, I love video games so much that I actually write about them. Like, I, I have freelanced for a few different game sites like one up and polygon and i like well there's there's two things i like playing them because of the experiences and the stories and the different types of gameplay but i also like telling the stories of the people who make the games and that's another thing that i've taken into consideration more over the years as i'm playing the games is the people who made them and the the time that goes into it. And when a game sucks, I'm still kind of like, oh, wow. I feel so bad for these people who are, like, maybe going to get laid off because of this. This explains your love of PlayStation Vita, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> Shade. Shade. By the way, um, while we were casting this, I searched on Twitter to see if anyone really had used the hashtag VGRealnessPSVita, and so we'll post that picture in the show notes that says, <laughs> that says no results found. That's shady. I think I used it, or maybe, I, did I use it on Facebook, and then that wouldn't show up on Twitter. No. So, no. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, Thanks for nothing, Michael. Yeah. So it's, why do you play video games, or what do they do for you? What do they do for you? What, what does it mean to you? Um, I enjoy, and it's something that I feel is becoming less and less available, but uh, co-op play just on a couch. Now yeah. it's always like, oh, this game includes co-op online, and I like sitting with a friend on the couch, playing a game, getting mad at each other, screaming, but having a good time, and, uh, and then also, yeah, those kind of long days, particularly like, you know, in the in the summer, like growing up, I remember playing Tales of Symphonia. Like, I beat the whole game in a week, and I played it like it was a nine to five job. Like <laughs> nine to five, I would play all day. This bitch would get stop, up, eat breakfast, yeah, play, <laughs> play Tales day. of Symphonia, take a break, eat lunch, and the get best. back right at it. <laughs> that was yeah, that was that. So it's it's those sorts of things. They're just very ingrained in a lot of things I've I've done, and I can remember certain you know things just. Uh, like times of year are related to like a video game. Like, oh, I was playing that when that other thing happened, and yeah. So it's very ingrained and interweaved in your life. Very much so. Well, 
Greg, tell us about your experiences. What was the question again? Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you you play video games? Why do I play video games? That's, it's kind of like a multifaceted question. Um, I've always kind of been a storyteller. I like to tell stories. Everybody knows I like to tell stories. I get very animated in the way that I tell stories. What else do you do besides tell stories or used to do? (laughs) Are we divulging? Oh, I used to LARP. Yes. For 10 so years, awesome. 10 years. <laughs> Sorry, I have, we play this game. I play this game with people whenever I meet, like, whenever I meet, you know, fellow nerds. And the people, we kind of have, like, a nerd. I'm like, I'm the nerdiest. No, I'm the nerdiest. And then I'm like, oh, bitches. You is not the nerdiest. Do you know what I did for 10 years of my life? I dressed up like a cat person and wore leather armor. And LARPed. And LARPed. That, that was, yeah. Why don't you explain LARPing quite so, quickly for those who don't know what LARPing is? Uh, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this knows what LARPing is. It's a chapter long past. I miss it. I'm not going to say, like, I'm ashamed of it. I'm totally proud of doing it. You were very ashamed of it for a very good portion. Because I made the wrong friends at the time. I was very ashamed of it for a while. But I'm not anymore, and it's something that I miss doing. It's not something I'm sure I would go back to. It's just because I don't have, like, a place for it in my life anymore. Um, But I for sure... Why are you laughing at me? Because you make it sound like a bad relationship. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a rough relationship. First, you you did not... And then... I learned so, like... Such a long story. Just tell... Okay, LARPing... Like, absolutely, LARPing brought me out of the closet. Okay. Like that. The but reason I came out of the closet is because what LARPing, LARPing um, is. Live, uh, LARPing is live action role playing. Um, so think Dungeons and Dragons, um, except with the without the dice and the paper, and you go away for a weekend and you dress up in your costume and you play the character and you have foam weapons and you whack each other with them and it's just really fun and cathartic. It's basically acting out an RPG. Basically, yeah, and with more structure. Yes, it's a structure. But anyways, so LARPing is the reason I came out of the closet. We're totally tangenting right now, but okay, whatever. Let's bring it back. We're bringing it back. Um, why do you play video games? Why do I play video games? So along the same lines. Um, I've, I've always been a storyteller, um, and I've always liked the stories that games had to play. And I guess, ultimately, when I really realized I was a gamer was when I was in high school. And I had a lot of trouble in high school with like homophobia and that sort of thing. And it got to the point where I just didn't even want to go to school anymore. Um, so what I would do is I would leave in the morning for school. This is in grade 10. Um, I would leave in the school or in the morning for school, and uh, I would walk three blocks, which was usually enough time to know that, that my parents had left the house. And then I would come back, <gasps> and then I would hide in the basement and play Super Nintendo all day um, oh, my and PlayStation. Um, and I mostly played role-playing games because I liked the stories. I mean, I played other stuff too, but I mostly played role-playing games because the stories I found so compelling. And what I loved so much about the stories is because. I didn't have a lot of friends, but I wanted friends. You know, this is such a sob story, but this is like, <laughs> this is how it is. Um, sorry. Uh, I, but I wanted friends, and I could see, like, particularly in, like, the Final Fantasies, it was like a group of people coming together, even though they didn't really like each other too much, but they all managed to, like, pull together and solve a problem that was much bigger than, than themselves, or they just understood something that was much bigger than themselves. So, such a, <laughs> such a tearful story. Just a little bit. That's why I like video games. No, that's why originally why I liked video games. And then it progressed past that. I mean, that's when I really realized, you know, it's, it was kind of like a refuge for me. It was like something that I'd, uh, it kind of like filled a, a void, if you, if you will. 
Um, but then as things, like, as I grew up and I realized that I'm more of a storyteller, I feel like interactive entertainment and then video games um, propel the act of storytelling. They add an entirely new dimension, right? You get games like, um, what's that game that just came out? The Last of Us, right? These like interactive stories that change dynamically based on the decisions that you make and the ending change. I think it's just like an entirely new dimension to storytelling, and that's what really uh, now that's what I love the most about the video games is the is the storytelling element and how um, it just evolves the way we tell stories. Excellent. That was very hard. That was a very mine was just like I like them because I like them, and Greg is like going through his life story, like how they changed your life, and well, video games were an important like part of my life, as with all of us, right? Yes. Like yes. we yeah. all you know come from different places, but uh, yeah, it was it was important to me. It helped me develop as a person, I guess. That is so sweet. Thanks, right. Thanks, Cameron. Tell um, us your tales of <laughs> video games. It's actually very similar to Greg, minus the SOP story. I do oh. love uh, the storytelling and being a part of the story. Whether it's creating your own story through like Dungeons and Dragons or modding a game or being part of somebody else's story through like Mass Effect or Star Wars: The Old Republic, or being in like World of Warcraft and creating your own story with your friends. It's I I just love the storytelling aspect, I think that is by far the greatest thing we've achieved through video games. Um, yeah. I just like that. And then just some games I just like for relaxing, like MOBA games, which is so weird to say. Those like are some what? stressful-ass games. Uh, MOBA. Games? Oh, MOBA. MOBA. So What's like MOBA? League of Legends, oh, Smite, okay. Dota. What, is, what, is, what does MOBA stand for? And what does Dota stand for? Defense of the Agents. Oh, okay, thanks. MOBA stands Never. for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. And if I'm not mistaken, Dota I started as a World Warcraft 3 mod. Yes. yes. Right, I think? Yeah, and, it then it, and then it became its own game. And then it became its own game, right. But that's where it originally started from, was from Warcraft 3. Because I do remember playing it. Yes. At, okay. uh, as a Warcraft 3 mod. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that's where that started. Uh, James, tell us your tales of video game wisdom and what, why you play video games. Um, well, one of the reasons I guess I still play video games is that when I was a kid um, with my parents, um, video games was actually part of... Uh, the daily schedule or, or life. And I don't know if it's because I'm Asian and that's just something <laughs> that, oh, you know, our distant relatives invented the Game Boy, so you should play the Game Boy every day. And, you should, and, and, and Tetris makes you good at math or something. No, but really, it was, it was something that um, my parents really uh, encouraged that I do as a form of entertainment, mostly also because my father was terrified of me going outside, so I had to stay in a lot of places. Video games. <laughs> Don't go outside. Don't go outside. Play video games. Um, and then as I continued to to grow up and uh, see video games grow up with me, I started to use it as a way to enjoy. I guess something a little bit more different, something less bland than everyday life. I lived in a very, I had a very pragmatic life. My parents are very pragmatic people, so everything was very black and white, one, two, three, four, step by step. But then you play something like WarioWare, or you play something like Katamari, and suddenly you're either a farting nasty garlic man or you're rolling <laughs> rainbow balls through space. You know, just stuff that you would never really encounter in real life. And, and uh, you know, video games have remained that sort of... Uh, media for me to experience things that you would never experience in real life. And similar to you, Greg, you would sort of make friendships with characters. Uh, for sure. Yeah, who are 
sometimes nicer than people in the real world, and it lets you have that sort of escape. So that's why I used to game and why I continue to game. And also, it's a great bonding uh, sort of media as well. I mean, we all came together around video games, so it really does prove their worth, and it's worth having in your life. Yes. I liked that. That that was very succinct. Like, you you develop friendships with the characters that you meet, and that's something kind of we all want. Except yeah. for lightning, I don't really like her. Yeah, fucking bitch. Oh, we're not even. We're not even gonna go there. If we start with Squeenix, but uh, <laughs> not just in terms of characters in games, but also yeah, friendships in real life through games too. Yes. You know? um, so my reason um, for playing games, uh, I video games has always been a very big part of my life, and I can remember to the day. Um, when uh, I was six years old and me and my sister got a Nintendo for, for Christmas. Um, so my parents had put the stuff under the system, uh, the system underneath the tree, um, and they were like, don't open that big one. Um, so we had opened... They had, like, sequentially, like, put us in and how to open the presents. So we had opened... Um, we'd opened up a present that was uh, a joystick. And we were like... What are we doing with this joystick? And then we looked over at the big present, and then me and my sister were just like clawing, <laughs> like clawing, and just, just like like, that like a ravenous yeah. animal, just like ripping open that present. And we were like Nintendo. We were. I remember that to like so well. Um, so you mean my sister played um, video games a lot when we were little, and then she's you know she's a girl, so she stopped playing. <laughs> oh, snap. I think we're talking about Shots that fired. later. Like, welcome to v- just, video game show in his realness. Look, I'm not <laughs> saying all girls. I'm just saying she was a girly girl and she didn't want to play video games anymore. So she grew out of it. Okay. Fine. Don't don't throw shotguns at me. Oh, girls don't play video games. That's not what I said. Okay. Disclaimer, we here at Video Game Realness value our female followers. <laughs> Anyways, Deeply. video games for me has always been um, very, a very fun thing, a very exciting thing. It was like, you know, what am I getting for Christmas this year? It would be like another video game and, and the, you know, the challenges that came with video games um, and, and, and spending hours trying to beat certain levels. And like when you finally beat it, it was just like a sense of accomplishment. Um, and video games also, you know, all my friends that I have through life you know, even back in grade school and everything are all video game players. And like, it's just how I connect with other people, um, on a like very personal level, I guess, you know, we always have that connection. It's kind of a social precedent. It's like my benchmark for a good person is how nerdy (laughs) you are for sure. Do you play video games? No, you're basic. (laughs) But no, um, all my friends, like, growing up through grade school, um, we all played video games, and, and, you know, when I had moved to Toronto, that's, again, like I said, when I, I I was like, I want to make friends. So, of course, I started with GayGamer.net, and then, so it's just been, like, a foundation that's, you know, been a part of my life, and and a hobby that's just fun, and you know, bonding with friends and, you know, we play video games every Sunday at my place and it's just part of who I am. And that's why here we are doing this podcast because let's talk about video games even more. I can go on for hours. Well, because every, every week when we would go out like to the pub, it was pretty much like every dinner was just 
45 minutes at least on video games yeah. or Housewives or, <laughs> or RuPaul. Right. So, so now we're just putting it into a focused outlet instead of, you know, just rambling yeah, on. Guys, um, I feel so much closer to you. So, oh. Let's hold hands. Yay. That's gay. But I want to tell a little anecdote really quickly. So my Nintendo story is almost exactly the same. We are the same age. We're both born in 1984. Yep. Uh, my sixth, I was six. It was Christmas. My parents, the dinosaurs for Christmas, around. wrapped up a Nintendo controller and put it under the tree. Just the Nintendo to control. And it was the last thing I opened. And there was a note from Santa Claus in there that said, Oh, sorry, we couldn't fit the Nintendo in the sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so the cute. Worst. And then my parents gave me a note after that. Like, I cried, obviously. I fucking was heartbroken. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> that is, That's rude. <laughs> my parents, and there was a note. There was a note, like, stuck in the tree somewhere and said, look behind the couch. And there was a Nintendo. On top of that, my sister, who's, like, significantly younger, they pulled the same prank on her with her Nintendo Wii. And me and my brother sat there like... This is bullshit. <laughs> this is gonna scar that bitch for life. <laughs> That's terrible. Yes. See, oh my goodness. I uh, I didn't have that. Like I got uh, an N sixty four for Christmas one time, and I just like you know came down Christmas morning, and there was just an N sixty fourth Pokemon Stadium, and Amazing. No, none of that. But my brothers got Nintendo. Um, was obviously their first system, and it was so weird. Like they. They hadn't asked for it. They, they wanted one, but um, the neighbor had one, so they were constantly over there playing. And then one day, my dad, and it wasn't anyone's birthday. It wasn't anything special. My dad just came home and was like, got you this. And then my brothers went like... Yeah, that's a funny thing, too. I had never asked for a Nintendo. Neither did I. Never asked for one. Nope. I knew what it was. I'd seen the commercials as a, you know, as a kid and everything, but I didn't... didn't I, don't know, I just figured, oh, it's expensive. I won't get one. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, as a kid, you know your limits and what you can, like, ask for, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the $20 Ninja Turtle uh, figurine, you know, you could nag until you can get it. But, you know, the 200 or what was it, 300 for Nintendo at the time? I don't remember. Uh, whatever. I don't know. Um, I didn't know, buy it. You yeah. know, you just, they you just, just wouldn't up. push your limits, right? So, anyways, um, next question. Um, I'm going to move to uh, question three just to, to tie in with what we're doing. Um why did you want to do this podcast besides me just asking you, hey, bitch, you want to do this podcast? I mean, obviously, you must have had another reason for wanting to do it. So I want to know. Cameron. Um, I'm a huge YouTube junkie. So I watched so many Let's Play channels between like Yogg's Cast, Jesse Cox, at Dodger, all of those people. Uh, and I also listen to a lot of podcasts like the TGS podcast, stuff from just, uh, Joystick and Escapist. And so I just love that stuff. And I always kind of wanted to do it, um, but I didn't think anyone wanted to do it with me. And then Devlin's like, hey. And I'm like, Surprise. hey. Yeah. So. That's where that came from. All right. Greg? Um, why did I want to do this? Because I have this secret delusion that I am going to be the poster boy for gay gamers someday. I'm totally joking. Girl. <laughs> He's not oh. the door. Okay. There's only one diva here, and it's me. Don't get it twisted. Get it, I got it real. I got it real. Um, you no, know, I. I'll, I'll be honest. I've, 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 over the last year and a half, I've kind of like lost touch with my gamer self. Um, I still play things. You know, I played Skyrim. I'm playing Dishonored right now. Um, but uh, this kind of gives me a chance to kind of like 
reconnect. I also miss you guys, and I don't Aww. see you now. Um, nobody believes it. But that's okay. <laughs> Shade. I I I believe so, you. We believe it. We believe I'm just it. gonna go home, you guys. Anyways, no, it's just it's fun, and I like talking about video games, and I don't do it enough, um, and I miss it, and it's just a, a great outlet. It's an outlet, really. Just... Yes, absolutely. Michael? Um, well, with some of the sites that I'd um, done in the past, like, besides doing my freelancing, I'd created sites with other gamers, and, you know, we'd kind of... Yeah, started writing and we started podcasting. And that was one of my favorite things about uh, doing that. It was actually podcasts that got me starting to write about video games because I was just like, it's so awesome to, you know, just sit and talk about games. Writing about them would also be fun. And uh, so podcasting with other sites that I'd worked for was one of my favorite things. So as soon as you said that you wanted to do a podcast, I was like 150% on board. Hooray. And James? Um, well, I think podcasts are a very healthy way to discuss opinions, and everyone around this table has a lot of opinions. And so it was something we were already doing, and I think well, that is talking about our opinions. <laughs> but I think we had a lot of fun doing it. From an objective perspective, if I could put myself out of our group, I always thought, you know, this is a pretty cool group of queers and a pretty cool, cool group of queens. It'd be really fun to listen to them banter and chat uh, over time. And I've listened to other podcasts like many people around the and table here. You used to do a radio show. I used to. I did a radio show back in my undergrad days on really? video games. Yep. I did not know I think it was CFRC this. 107.3 Kingston. Holla. Ontario. Holla. Queens Radio. <laughs> Alma mater. Um, <laughs> no. But I, I've listened to other podcasts um, with friends. And sometimes when you listen to it long enough, you feel like you're kind of part of that group. As sad as that might sound because they no. don't know who the heck you are. But I think that putting yet another group like that out there so that if more people listen and they stick on, they feel like they're friends with us, I think that makes the internet a much better place. Yes. Because we're basically awesome. Very much. (laughs) Yeah, like, whatever. Anyway, so... What about yourself, Delvin? Yes. um, My, like I said, it was was literally just, um, at first, uh, a random decision to be like, Let's do a podcast. But at, the, at at its core, I just love talking about video games. And it's something that I always did. You know, I always remember um, walking home with friends when we were walking home from school. And all we would ever do was just debate about video games. And it was, and it's, it was always uh, Nintendo versus PlayStation. And it was always... Me and, like, my one other friend would be, like, the one Nintendo fanboys. And we would would constantly be arguing against everyone against PlayStation. It was just... That was was my childhood, walking home all the time. Just constantly being a... Like, a diehard Nintendo fanboy. Like, I was so completely blind to, like, anything that they did wrong. I've obviously grown. Um, But, yeah, I just love talking about video games. And now I get to do it every week. (laughs) Yeah. I just couldn't imagine video games not being a part of my life and not having these discussions with people. Like, like that who is, would I be if I didn't? Yeah. Have and what would your childhood have been? Because you talking about walking home and discussing video games with friends—that was like, yeah, the exact same for me. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine how different that was. Literally, you know. we would talk about that and anime all on the way home all the time. 
constantly. That's what was my life. Um, so if you're watching guys that I grew up with, yay, a tribute to you. Um, so we're going to talk about what our top five favorite games of all time is. This, this, is, so this is like choice. This is the <laughs> hardest thing ever. I so I was going to say, uh, first I was going to be like, let's just have everyone list just their top one game. And I was like, no, we can't do that. No, it's too and hard. And then I was like, okay, let's do top three. And I was like, no, we can't do that. And I was like, well, what about if we do top ten? No, that'd be f- too fucking long. So top five, five... <laughs> I'm Michael and, like, and Michael's queening out because he's like, "Oh my god, I don't know what I'm gonna." Do. Anyway, um, so top five favorite games of all time. I'm gonna go first um, because I have my list decided. Um, so I decided my list um, based on games that I have spent countless of hours playing, and games that I've played repetitively without getting sick of, and games that I could pick up today and still play like the back of my hand. And just know it. So, I, I have to throw World of Warcraft on there. That is my number five. Mm-hmm. I think I've... Well, not think. I know I've spent more time playing World of Warcraft than any other video game. Which is just like, oh my god. <laughs> All other video games combined. <laughs> Probably, when you think about it. I started playing in 2008 with Cameron. And he quit. And then I just kept going. Everyone else had stopped playing. And I just kept going. And I just... I finally quit just a couple months ago because I was like, I just, I don't have the time to invest into playing it as much as I want to and be as good as I used to be. I just wasn't that good anymore, so I stopped. Um, My fourth favorite game, um, Fantasy Star Online, uh, which I played first on Dreamcast. Um, So at the time... we had cable internet, and of course, you could only play Dreamcast through dial-up. So, <laughs> I had gone through there at the time. There was like free dial-up services, so I had found this website that lets you use a free dial-up internet by hacking and finding out what the password was, and then entering it on my Dreamcast, which was like this twenty-six long character password with capitals and small letters. Like I was so dedicated to playing this game, so I would. I'll say. <laughs> so I would play dial-up, and then of course I couldn't play during the day because we only had one phone line. So I would have to like sneak and play during the night when my parents were asleep because my mom would freak out if I was tying up the phone line, <laughs> and I would play Fantasy Star Online like online religiously and then it came out for GameCube and I played it again and then there was a brief stint where I quit WoW and then I <laughs> I was like I'm quitting WoW and then I just went and played Fantasy Star Online which was just another MMO and then I went back to playing WoW I know I'm sad <laughs> I remember that Yeah, you tried to get us to play that I know I tried and no one was buying it I was like alright fine whatever I'll play by myself bitches um, number three uh, is my favorite Final Fantasy game of all time Final Fantasy 4 woo um, I've played it. I, I think I've played through. I played through Final Fantasy two, and then I played Final Fantasy four, which was all in Japanese. But I played it so many times that I already knew where to go and which decisions to make and everything. So it didn't matter that it wasn't in English. Um, number four was like way harder than like the the U.S. version. Um, oh yeah, what? Well, yeah, like yeah, in, yeah. insane. It was insane when I was playing, and I was like, "Why is this so fucking hard?" Like when you're climbing the Tower of Babel, it's like ridiculous. Well, how am I supposed to do this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, ridiculous. fucking sisters. Like, anyways. Yeah. Stop reviving her! Stop reviving her! I know, you kill one, you kill one, and then the bitch would come back. You couldn't use spells because they all used wall. I, 
Anyway. You run out of mana and it's bullshit. Anyway, sorry. Um, number Girl. two. Passionate gamers. Yes, sorry. I love it. Sorry. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> um, and number two would be Killer Instinct. Um, I just fucking love that. Like, that was, that, that's definitely my favorite fighting game of all time. Um, and we just actually just played it on Friday when we went to a friend's house for a barbecue. And I could remember, like, everything all over again. And everyone already knows what my favorite game of all time is. Yes. It's Mega Man 2. I said it before on another podcast, and I'm saying it again. So that's no surprise, and I don't need to ramble on about that one. Cameron. All right, so just like Delvin, number five for me is World of Warcraft. I would probably never play that game again, but the time that I did spend it, it was, it was fun. It was fun. I met so many people that I never would have met from across the world. And that you're I'm now s- friends with them. Yep, still friends with them. It's good times. Um, number four, Heroes of Might and Magic 3. Three. Oh, good one. I know. It's an old uh, turn-based strategy game from 1999, I think, was when it was released. Uh, it has a bunch of factions, like you've got the Rampart that's got elves and dwarves and unicorns, and then there's the Necropolis, which is all like undead. It was just so much fun. It was probably my first like really like non-kid game that I played, and I played a lot of it. Um, you were totally the Ramparts, weren't you? Of course I was With the, the Ramparts. Unicorns. I loved my Grand Elves and the Silver Pegasi. That was my, that was my jam. Uh, Number three for me, Battle for Middle-Earth. Uh, less for the game itself. Uh, what, it, what it was, it was uh, a Lord of the Rings RTS game that was sort of like Warcraft uh, in that you had hero units, but then it was based out of the Command and Conquer engine. So it was a very simple R- uh, RTS. It wasn't anything like uh, Starcraft. But my big thing for that was I learned how to mod through that. So I created an entire faction because in the original game, you couldn't play as the elves. Uh, there was, you could play as Legolas, in it, but that was about it. So I learned how to do 3D modeling, how to do animation, texture work, coding, map design, and I spent a good two years of a lot of my free time creating a huge mod. And then my hard drive that it was on died, and I was so upset, and I haven't played it since. But well, yeah. if I, could get, I still I, have that hard drive, so one of these days, if I can get it restored, data recovery. Yeah, it's really you know, expensive. I have another hard it. drive that I need to do. We should go somewhere and get our yeah. data recovered. I need my porn back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh, number two for uh, me. You were. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bitches. <laughs> number two for me is Super Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, love, love, love that game. I have put so many hours into that. When I was in college and I just needed something to do, it was just like, all right, turn on the GameCube and play this for however many hours. Uh, Princess Zelda and her lightning kicks. I miss, I miss you. You got so shafted in Brawl. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and my number one, it's a cop-out. I put the Mass Effect trilogy because if I didn't put them all together, my list would be... One, two, three, Mass Effect. <laughs> so, what is fair. the order that they go in? Uh, the order they go in, uh, Mass Effect 1 would be my least favorite of them. Uh, it's still fantastic. Basic. 
I am going to probably get some hate for this, but I like Mass Effect 3 more than Mass Effect 2. Wow. Yep. So you uh, like him in sequential order. Yep. After huh. all of the D- yeah, after all the DLC and the multiplayer, uh, I would have to rate it above Mass Effect. I'm not going to open the Mass Effect 3 ending. Yeah, we've worms. already talked about no, this. No, we're on, not going on there. On episode 0, we said no. Oh, we're not going <laughs> to talk about it. We're, we're not never going there. About yeah, it so um, I was fine with it. Yeah. Cuz it would just I was fine with it too. You spent a lot of hours playing the multiplayer for Huge amount of hours. I would come home and you would be playing yeah. and all the time. My Drella like, All the time. <laughs> just um, for the record, though, I just have to say I was fine with the ending, too, so high five. High five. Me, too. Yay. Yay. Oh, I like you guys. I don't hate you. Um, <laughs> the thing that really got Mass Effect for me was. We're going to get a lot of Delvin hate. Delvin and now. I never played it. Delvin. We never played <laughs> it. High five. High five. <laughs> Right, so the thing that really solidified Mass Effect for me as a game that I wanted to keep playing was I, I actually didn't own it at first. My brother got it for Christmas one year and I was coming back from college and I just sat and I played through the whole thing and I was near the end and my parents were in the room and I looked around and said, oh, did you want me to turn this off so you could watch TV? And they actually said, no, this is really exciting to watch. And cool. my mother hates video games, but she was actually excited to watch this and I played through the end and it was... From there on, it's been my cool. by far Aww. my favorite series. Because your mom's a nerd. She actually used to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, that's oh, right. Wow. I remember. See? It was like what? That's that's wow. Yeah. yeah was that like seriously. a mind blown moment when your mom told yes. you that she used to play? For those who don't know, Cameron plays Dungeons and Dragons every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, for your mom to tell you, oh yeah, I used to play that. Like yeah, she was like super excited. She wanted to know what my character's name was. I was like, oh. So I would cool. like lose my shit, like yeah. if if that. I know Queen L. Yeah, I'd be like, oh my god, guys, I'm bringing my mom to the next Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I wish I could bring my parents. That'd be amazing. Oh goodness. All right, James. Um, okay, so top five games from bottom up. Uh, number. F- you said up. bottom. Bottom <laughs> up. Um, at number five, actually, is Banjo Kazooie because. Oh my god. When I had my N64, so my one of my relatives actually bought me my N64, and he gave me Banjo-Kazooie along with it, because he said, oh, I, I bought this game, but I don't play it anymore, so play it. And at that time, 64 games were anywhere between $89.99, or $70.99 to around $99.99, which is really expensive. So yeah. I had to stick with playing Banjo-Kazooie for... A long, a long, a long time. time. But I fell in love with it. I loved the characters. That was one of the games that really showed off what Rare could yeah. do, I think, especially after... I mean, Donkey Kong Country was great, but Banjo-Kazooie was one of the best ones. I still catch myself um, whistling the music oh God, yeah. to there's, Banjo-Kazooie. There's somebody who just came out with a full orchestral version. Yeah, I saw that on, on, online. I think we can post that for those of you interested. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, the next one is Final Fantasy... Oh, watch your next words oh, carefully. I know. Yes. Okay, everyone's going to give me shit for this. Oh, but, my but, God. But it's in, the, the, the reason, again... If you it, say 13, we're ending no, this podcast. No, it's not. I'm deleting. Ending this podcast immediately. I'm deleting the Because internet. of the amount of shade that you've thrown at Final Fantasy 13, <laughs> and for you to put it on your list, I would fucking no, 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 end no, this no, podcast. No, no. I'm fucking no, no. deleting the internet if we... <laughs> <laughs> if you say anything about 13. Okay, I'm going to call Al Gore and tell him to delete the internet. Um, no, this is... It, it's actually Final Fantasy VIII. Which okay. I know is what? No, a lot of no, people it's like fine. a lot of people like Final it's Fantasy. Totally fine. Okay, so I know there's tons of better ones. 
completely objectively, yeah, I, I know six, four. seven, four even. A lot of people put above eight. In terms of quality, I would put five above eight. But I played a lot of eight. I played it in my grandma's basement when I used to stay over at her house after school. And I play a lot of it. And then total nerd moment here. I was obsessed with the fan fiction for Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII. Like, yeah. completely obsessed because it was so dramatic and so emotional. And Squall was so depressed and sad and dark all the time that... Yeah, I was like a fourteen-year-old. I think at that, that point. the <laughs> <laughs> I think that the ending. I think that the ending to I liked the ending to Final Fantasy VIII the most. Yeah, I really thought it was like it was kind of like ambiguous and like weird, and you mm-hmm. didn't really know what was going on. It was mm-hmm. Like, I, I assume we can. It's been like fifteen years. Like, is Squall dead? Is he alive? Yeah, like, what's yeah, going on? Yeah. Um, and the opening music was the best. Thanks for spoiling that for oh, please. <laughs> it's been 15 nice. years. It's nice. been 15 years. Everybody yeah. get over it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, start in, they start including time into that whole structure. And yeah. There's time compressions. And anytime anything deals with time, they never do it well. So That's fair. Um, okay, so moving on from that, if you want to talk about Final Fantasy VIII fan fiction... You can leave the comment because I will talk to you about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number three, Tales of Symphonia. Because I pumped hundreds of hours into that game. It was, again, this game that I wanted for Christmas during the GameCube days when there were were actually quite a few games for GameCube. There just weren't that many I wanted to play. So when I saw Tales of Symphonia coming out, I begged my dad to get it for me. He got it for me for Christmas. And I literally sat down and played it on a tiny, like, 20-inch television for the entire Christmas holiday. So that was that. I love that. It was like the first, uh, or they advertised it as the first big RPG for GameCube. Um, it was. There wasn't yeah. anything for... It, it really was. GameCube. What was the one that came out? The, Quest, the, oh, no, no. Sorry, I'm thinking of Nintendo 64. Quest 64. Oh, that was, but we won't talk about that. That was, was super bad. The um, B- Button Kaitos was really good for GameCube. And they also... Was it was a Skies of Arcadia, but that was like a re-release. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The second game that I played and I really love, to this day, I will still buy it anytime it comes out on virtual console, is Kirby Superstar. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's <laughs> the only game my mom has tried to play, by the way. <laughs> that is the only game. It's hilarious. But anyway, sorry. And I couldn't figure out. So, I, you know, it's, it's really a compilation of five or six games at the end of the day. And I could never figure out how to unlock the last game. So I think I spent about, when I first played it as a kid, 50 to 60 hours playing the great cave offensive where you just run around and find treasure and you have to find all the treasure to yeah. beat the game. So I spent a lot of time there. Again, the music is something that I still hum to myself. And then my favorite game of all time, which is super cliche, is just it's, it's Ocarina of Time. Because yeah. I play that game when I get bored. I have it on all my systems. It looks so good on 3DS. It looks amazing on 3DS. Like- if you haven't played Michael's. it, if you haven't played it or haven't seen it on a 3DS, you have to see it. It's, it's gorgeous. Just like, wow. Yeah, and it's funny because they didn't change the gameplay or the story much, but nope. it still really sits well in you know presently. Um, other reasons to love it: the music was great. The music, the, unforgettable. Oh, the ocarina tunes, like exactly. You'll always remember those. Song of Storms, angry man cranking his. Oh God! Phonograph or whatever his angry, his angry, his angry mill face, and uh, I always found the story really tragic because yeah. it was his own fault for opening that stupid uh, gateway to the uh, to the sacred realm. Yeah. If he didn't pull the sword, no one would have gotten the dumb Triforce. Yeah, idiot. Yeah. And then he lost all his friends. Anyways, I clearly like sad games, um, but those are my. <laughs> I top do too. Two. Yeah, I'm, I'm more compelled by a sad game for than sure. I am. 
tugs at my heartstrings. Mass go, Effect. I can yep. Dragon with Age. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my top five games. Oh goodness, Michael. Okay, so I think try to keep it to I five. Have, I think I okay. Can I do five with honorable mention? But I'll only do the honorable mention after. Okay, yeah, but you can't qualify so, yeah, the un- just, honorable just, mention. You just have yeah. to say it, and we'll all just, just make our own. Snappy. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um, number five, Tales of Symphonia. Yeah, okay. So as soon as I saw that on James's list, I was like, oh, yes. Um, that game for me is just so much fun that I, I totally lost myself in the RPG. And the story was a little melodramatic, but it is my favorite Tales game by far. I love the combat um, and the, the story generally. Like, it is really good. Um, then number four, Mass Effect. But I, Which I one? like the first one. Well, can I say the trilogy? But I would, yeah, I, yeah, put, yeah, I put it yeah. down though as just saying Mass Effect One because so, the reason I like it. So on last week's podcast, I was talking about how bad the Mako was. No, I have turned a corner, and now I am in love with the Mako. It is so, physics. it is so fucked up. Like you oh, can literally the... be going vertically up a mountain, and it's just like that's the worst right part of the game. I know. Well, because here's what it is: it is the worst part of the game. But I have been playing a lot of the side missions, and right. that's what I've been doing all week long. I haven't done anything major story related; just replaying side missions. And you have to use the Mako in every single one of them. And Ugh. some of these planets, it's literally <laughs> like they're just mountains, and you go up, and then you fall down a huge chasm. And so I've just kind of reached a point now where I'm laughing at it. <laughs> it's almost like a big cosmic joke now. It's like yeah. the Mako is, yeah. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, the story in Mass Effect, I love how um, the first one, I think, sets up the trilogy beautifully. For it's sure. so in-depth, reading all of the codex, and you get introduced to this huge world and all of the stuff that Bioware created, all of these alien races and conflicts and people and like it's so so compelling and that was the first game that i'd played where you kind of got to make your choices that would influence other um that would influence that game and then the the further games i bought an xbox specifically for that um and then what's number three um okay kingdom hearts 2 so i am a big kingdom hearts um Fan. I really like the first one, but the camera in it is really janky. So I was very happy with number two. Um, sometimes there are a little too many, um, like, triangle button presses. Um, but you had those, I can't even remember what they were called, but those um, drive suit drive forms and whatnot. So much fun. Um, I clocked, like, 160 hours into this game. Whoa. As I said, wow. I beat, That's like, every, every single thing in this. Like, I got the Ultima weapon, and, yeah. like, there's the Hades tournament, and, like, I beat that at level 99. Did and, you beat up? Yeah, oh. And then on last week's episode, I was discussing about how I liked that battle so much. It is the best part of the game that I went back through and got right up to the battle, and then never actually did it again. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, that battle is amazing. Number two, Phoenix Wright Trials and Tribulations. That's the third Phoenix Wright game. Um, I absolutely love the that series. The whole Phoenix Wright series. Yeah, is it's great. But so good. the third one is my favorite because it's so, like, because you're, you're already attached to the characters. And there's an overarching story in that mm-hmm. game. And the fifth case is, like, so... Dramatic. I, won't I know the music is just like, anyone, but 
and the music in that series. I have the orchestral soundtrack of it and uh, in love. Number one. I know the answer. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um, nine, nine, nine. Nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. This is my Which favorite Which you mentioned before. Game. Yeah, and last week I was talking about the sequel. Right. Which is good, but not nearly as good as the first. Is it one. called Ten Ten Ten? No, it's called uh, <laughs> Virtue's Last Reward. Wow, they no, missed an opportunity <laughs> there. <laughs> I was say eh, they had an opportunity. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's um, the reason I like that game more. It had a great atmosphere, and it's shorter than the sequel. The sequel is like thirty-seven hours long, and you can't you can't shorten it because a large part of it is the story that you can't skip. Um, the first one, you can beat it in about eight hours. The atmosphere, it's so creepy, and um, the puzzles were interesting. But yeah, again, I, there's a common thread in all of my games, and that's story, 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 <laughs> story. He's serving up story, story, story. Yeah. And then the honorable mention is Mirror's Edge. Um, I played that game a ton of times. I was recently replaying it, so I just felt I needed so to So you were excited it. when they teased the sequel. Exactly. Which is a reboot, apparently. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Like, oh. But apparently they're going to have more of, like, Faith's origins, like, where she came from. But then, like, I don't know. They haven't said much about it, but I heard it was a reboot. Oh, okay. We'll, well see. Anyway, so that's my list. On the 999 front, when I first met Michael, he tried to sell me on that game so hard. He spent, like... A good like month or two trying to convince you to play it, and then when I played it, I'm sure it's really good, but I just couldn't even get through the first 15 minutes. There was oh. so much reading. Well, because it and is like a visual novel with no, puzzle sure. elements. Yeah. Anyways, but he lives and dies by it. And everybody else, I'm the only person he's recommended it to that was like, I can't get through it. I can't it's get like through. I can't it. start. But it's everybody just, else apparently loves, I, loves, loves it. So. I gave it to my friend Heather, and she. I remember I was out. Um, like, just out of the club one night, and she's texting me because the story has like branch. It has six. The first one has six different branching endings, and uh, you're trying to. You don't need to figure something out, but she got so into it that she drew graphs of like who could have possibly done what, and like who'd gone through which doors, and that that meant that this person could have done that. And she sends me all of these notes, and I just remember being like, okay, so it's not just me who thinks this is a good game. Like, it's so good. Um, oh goodness. Anyway, right. that's me. So, Greg. Hey. So, I had trouble with this one. I'm sure everybody did. It's hard to parse down your favorite games. And I was trying to, like, categorize, is it, like, by games most played or, like, my most formative moments with games? So, I kind of, like, did a bit of a mix and match. Um, my number five is Dragon's Age. And now... Dragon's Age was a great game. I grew up playing like the Icewind Dales and the Baldur's Gates, you know, those like top down strategy RPG style kind of things. And I felt like Dragon's Age was an awesome evolution slash homage to that game. But on top of that, it was the first game, besides The Sims, but The Sims wasn't really a story, um, it was the first story driven game that I felt included in yep. as a gay man, right? Yep. So you can, you know. What's the elf's name in it again? Zevran. Zevran, thank you. Sorry. It was a so brain Dragon Age moment. Origins? Dragon Age Origins. Okay. Dragon Age 2 was a comp- like an interesting kind of like addition to that, but we won't get into why I didn't like it. Yes. yes. So it's a complicated subject. Anyway. But anyways. <laughs> so Dragon Age, it was the first, ultimately first game I, I really felt included in. Um, after that, I'm going to go with Skyrim. 
because I'm a big fan. Well, everybody knows, as I explained at the beginning of this podcast, I LARPed for a really long time. <laughs> and that's basically what Skyrim is. It's LARPing on my TV, and it's just this huge... It <laughs> <laughs> sounds so dirty. A little bit. But and that's and at the same time, right? Like I also felt included in that game, right? Because you can like get married and adopt and stuff. I was like, that's really cool. Um, I spent upwards of two hundred hours on that game, like complete and utter obsession. Like I read all the wikis. I can tell you anything about all the twelve gods. Like it's ridiculous the amount I know about this game. Um, I get really into lore, you know, like even with Dragon Age and a little bit with Mass Effect. Um, I know. I remember trying to play Diablo 3 with you and you're like no we can't skip no, we ahead. No we have to listen to the story. We have to listen to the story. I was like even, girl I played this story like so many times. Even in the even in World of Warcraft people She's get Diablo! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Let's just fucking play the game! Sorry. Let's go. <laughs> yeah that's basically Delvin with me at all times. But playing like World of Warcraft I would like sit there and read all the dialogue and I'd be yeah, like hanging behind. Reads, who reads quests in World of Warcraft? And eventually, mm. oh, okay, all right. But it's Cameron out. puts his and hand then up. You find out like Jaina Proudmoore is involved with yep. like Italian, and it's like I don't. Oh, I love Jaina. Oh, she went so cray cray, and I love her. Anyway, well, so she, I, yeah. So where was I? Skyrim. Holy shit, Skyrim! I was. I'm I remember when you had just started playing it, and I went over to your place, and you were trying to kind of sell me on it, and I felt the same way about it as you felt about 999. Ah, there you go. But you're crazy. Oh. Skyrim. I can't, I can't fully... Video I, game history. <laughs> I can't do the game justice. I'm completely obsessed with it. It's ridiculous. And right. I guess based on time, uh, time I'm invested into a game, that would be my favorite game, but it hasn't had the most impact on me. But we'll get I there. I know what number one is. You are, of course you do. And I will explain why. But anyways, uh, number three, I'm going to like kind of cop out on this one. I'm going to say the Castlevania series. The post-Super uh, Nintendo Castlevania series. So we're talking like starting with Symphony of Night and moving onwards. To um, Castlevania Judgment on Wii. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, no, I'm going gonna, gonna to narrow it down to the side-scrolling, exploration-based uh, Castlevania games. Uh, I could play them forever. I could play them over and over again. And my most exciting moment in any Castlevania game was the first time I could find you could do the jump, like the fly, the flying move by like holding the arrow button. I was like, that is so cool! It's <laughs> <laughs> like jumping through the whole level. Anyways, so uh, the Castlevania series, for no particular reason, just that it was like an awesome evolution to the side-scrolling genre. It just, I was like, this is how side-scrollers should be made. Um... And then after that was... Am I not loud enough? No, you need to hold the mic to your thing. Oh. Anyways. Um, So then after that is going to be Chrono Trigger. I have to give honorable mention to Chrono Trigger. Well, not even. No, it's my number two. Uh, (laughs) That's that's not honorable honorable mention. mention. No. Uh, Talking about storytelling, it was the first game that I played where the things that you did and the choices that you made mattered because the ending would always change. You know, do I fight and kill Magus or do I let him join me? Because obviously he's got like a weird side story going on there. Anyways, so that was a really big one. Um, and my number one, I played over and over again. I could recite the words, the music. The, n- no music in any game has ever come close to the way that Final Fantasy VI made me feel when I played this game. It is 
by and like leaps and bounds the best storytelling, the best role playing game I've ever played. I love six. Um, it's I just I love it. I love it. I can play it with my eyes closed. Um, it's awesome. And a little bit about those two games. Um, those were the those were the two first games I think that like I would hide out in my basement and play. And those were like I just really developed connections with those characters. And on the topic of Final Fantasy VI. What I specifically liked about it, it has, is it had such a huge cast of characters, but it didn't, you know, it didn't uh, skip on the details. It didn't skip on like making those characters believable. You know, they weren't just like washed out. You know, fantasy tropes like the healer. You know, the fighter. Everybody had like their own, you know, solid story to them, and you felt their pain. You know, realm. Even like who the fuck used realm? Right, but you're like, oh, she has new parents. Maybe Shadow's her dad. Like, <laughs> you know, like the, everything was so interesting about every, like, all 15 characters. I think it was 15. Um, so that's what really did it for me. Um, that was my number one. That is so sweet and touching. I'm Aww. full of that today. Full I know, of the Greg, sweet and touching. Just, like, this is why we have Greg right here that's what I to do. bring warmth and sweetness to our. I'm really genuine, you guys. No, no. no, you're not. <laughs> anyway, so now that you know who we are, what we are, and why we video game, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss the shit that went on this week. Peace. Be right back. See you in a second. Welcome back. We are back. Here we are. Yay. Okay. How so. was your break? <laughs> we just basically did what we do on the air for the but, yeah, 15 we minutes. Break. We just, we just needed a break to get some water and, you know, digress after Rehydrate. what we discussed about. Rehydrate. Anyway, um, so a couple little tidbits of stuff that went on this week. Um, follow up from last week's uh, discussion of... Uh, Shit nuts who left and went to Zynga. What's his name? Don Matrix. Don Matrix. Did you say shit nuts? Shit nuts. Shit nuts. <laughs> um, I hate when that happens. Shit nuts. <laughs> well, shit nuts left. Um, so uh, Julie Larson Green was the the woman who took over the division and the internet and had some interesting nice things to say about that. Yeah. So um, from the. Uh, site uh, n4gnewsforgamers.com, which is a news aggregator for um, video game stories. Uh, someone had posted a link to a story they'd written, and that's not the thing. Um, it's the comments on the site for it, and we will read you some now. <clears throat> I'm ready. Um, agreed. I wouldn't mind her doing music and whatnot division, but game should have went to someone like Major Nelson. Yes, I just said that. Look at his Twitter. He is passionate about games. Next one. Great. Now there will be apps dedicated to baking and knitting. God damn it, Microsoft. Next one. I don't think it's a bad decision. After all, nobody liked Dawn. A woman may be at the head, but that isn't where most of decision making gets done. Oh my god. Just another figurehead. Easy on the eyes, too. 
And then the last one that I have to share here. I have no problem with women heading companies because women are awesome. I have a problem with it because Miss Larson is not a gamer. Um, and this is disconcerting. This is why we can't have nice things, people. <laughs> this right here. The internet. Yes. I love you, internet, but... I fucking hate I you. Mean, <laughs> in, in a, in a side follow-up to just the comments that were said about that, um, there was the comment... So, um, what's the, the guy who plays Superman? Andrew... Garf? Henry. Andrew Garfield? Oh, no, 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 that's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Sorry. And it's Spider-Man. Come on, nerds. Get your shit together. Sorry. Andrew Spider-Man. Garfield. Yeah. Andrew Garfield um, made a comment about, um, well, why can't Spider-Man be gay and of course the internet exploded exploded insane just like when why can't spider-man be black with uh what's his name morales miles morales in the ultimate universe sorry we're totally by like losing their shit basically um so i i specifically um had posted the the story about that and the comments that were on there were just I, like I won't even get into it. Like absolute it's just, vitriol. Like, like yeah. just such complete like homophobia and whatnot. Like it's just com- like way out there to the point that now um, from that, which I'm pretty sure is where it came from, IGN has now changed their uh, way that you comment. Um, like they're changing the policies or whatever on 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 commenting on threads. Really? Because, yes. The com- good on them. The for comments changing on that there were just like they were like. One of them hatred, like the flaming Spider-Man three, Spider-Man and the Fudge Packing Factory. <laughs> yeah, like that's you know, a good one. that's pretty witty. <laughs> that's pretty witty. It's terrible, but I will give you one you star, know? one out of five stars. <laughs> you know, know, it's so, bad. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's just, it's yeah, just, it's, it's sad. Um, and um, you know, it's that you know these people with this this voice are the same people who like you know dictate or not necessarily dictate but um have large influence, have large influence on what happens in terms of you know the gaming community um like you were what were we talking about before before we started about yeah oh the, the how, how how gamers and we'll get into this too when we talk a little bit more about um, the Evo thing but right. um, how how gamers the community has such power over its own industry like the the, the buyers the the people uh, who kind of engage just have such control and such impact on what goes on yeah um, recently recently, recently yeah, yes. you know those who shout the loudest generally tend to get heard the most and 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 you know the uh, executives and whatnot, they feel that they need to listen to mm-hmm. this market because, well, I guess they're, they're the ones buying our games and whatnot, and we we, we should listen to them. Yeah. But for better or worse. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's it's terrible. I just wanted to add that, you know, we had, from at the very beginning, we had all talked about, you know, how, uh, why we played video games, how we came to video games, why we still do, and quite a few of us mentioned it. You know, it's a good channel to get away or it's a good channel to express ourselves. But unfortunately, situations like this for people who are gay, for people who are queer and for women, it's sort of a reminder that, you know, even this sort of niche, even something that we choose as a hobby, we can't get away from this sort of... And that's why, I mean, sorry to go back on what we were talking about before, but that's why things like Gay Gamer exist. And people, people, when I tell people about GayGamer.net, they're like, oh... Why do you need something like that? It's so like, needed. It's so needed. It's so important, right? Like, I, I'm a completely changed person from, like, touching, you know, or getting in touch with you guys. Touching penises? I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> touching lots of gay joysticks. I had a dick in my mouth. <laughs> it, 
It's just never been the same. It's just never been the same. Oh, goodness. Anyways. This is going to need to get labeled as explicit, guys. Oh, sorry. Again, oh, we, by the way, again those do... in Australia cannot listen. Yeah. yeah. I think that's Did fine. I just bring the vulgarity? Uh, no, no, no. We, no, we swear all the time. Don't worry. Um, I think, yeah, and while I agree that uh, her, her background... Uh, on on this topic, by the way, what's her name again? Julie Larson. Julie Larson. Sweet. Um, I and I did a little bit of reading because I hadn't heard this before yesterday, mm-hmm. and I read a little bit more about it. And I can see the perspective from like a diehard gamer, but this is like a very narrow kind of like idea of what a gamer is, like the straight white male gamer, right? I can see where they're, they're like a large portion. Though. They're there, no, for sure. That's like the prime demographic yeah which is fine i can that's fine and i can see like her coming from she comes from a programming background right she came from like windows 8 she made windows 8 awesome but the thing we need to understand is gaming isn't just about consoles and first person shooters and like which is what that market which is that that market is like oh she's you know just some bitch talking about like you know cooking mama you know well like no that's <laughs> which cooking mama that is, is a, a really great good game, game. <laughs> <laughs> cooking mama's a great right. game exactly right but that's the thing is the gaming industry is so change is so changing so I'll I'll tell you a little story um, I were I interned for an advertising corporation where we do like strategy for you know, like different products. And I research insights on on consumers. And so one of my big in- consumer insights that I had to research was like the mom with kids. So mom's like 18 to 49. And those women who are playing these games, 77% of them said that they play video games at least once a week, at the very least. They play video games themselves on consoles wow. at least once a week. Right, that's a huge demographic. Huge. Or it's sixty-seven to seventy-seven, depending on like the specifics. Um, right, like the the industry is changing, and it's not just about your that's Call of Duties, your modern warfare. Yeah, you, you know the straight boy. You know, it's it's which different. Is, which is what Nintendo has been trying to tell, to tell people for so long <laughs> that this is why they don't only cater to just that market. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. you know that's why they went with the blue ocean strategy with the Wii. They're like, you know what? We're going to let you bitches duke it out. We're going to go for everyone else. and um, That's one of the reasons other software companies are so successful because of uh, integration um, between their products. I think she'll be good for integration, but at the same time, she represents an emerging and like, you know, growing demographic mm-hmm. part of this game. Mm-hmm. Right? Anyways. But yes. End rant. Oh, well. So yeah, the internet blew up and... Did have nice things to say about the internet her. blows up on a daily basis. Uh, this is true, um, <laughs> hourly basis. In 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 following up with the internet blowing up, um, Nintendo versus uh, Evo, the uh, fighting game competition happening this weekend as we speak, actually. Yeah. yeah so earlier in the week, we saw that uh, Evolution 2013, which is one of the biggest. If not the biggest fighting game, I think it's like the, the biggest. biggest. It's yeah. the mamma jamma. Yeah. Um, they had finally gotten Super Smash Brothers Melee back into the tournament, and this was after fans of the game had raised ninety-five thousand dollars for breast cancer. Um, so they got it in. It was going to be streamed. It's was actually streamed earlier this morning, I believe, the finals. Um, but Nintendo was like, "No, you." You're not allowed to stream this. This was going along with their policy that we talked about before with uh, YouTube videos. Yeah, mo- I can't really monetize uh, 
their Let's Play, they're going to get that advertising money. Um, and then the internet promptly, as we just said, blew up, and three hours later, Nintendo reversed Changed that decision. Mind. Yeah. Um, it, like, it blew, blew up. Good God. Yeah, that website that had posted the story even went down. Yep. Because could not get on that. Because, I, I, like, I remember, I think you posted it, yeah. and I tried to click the link to find out well, what would happen, and I couldn't even, <laughs> I couldn't even go to the, the link because the site was just blown up. Yeah. So, but then they changed their mind because, yeah. you know. And, I, and, and Nintendo, I don't even know why you guys are, like, so... Like, this is free advertising for you. Yeah. Like, this is a bunch of people playing your game, and they're excited about the next one coming out. Why would you want to alienate that audience that is so intensively into your game. It's publicity. and Good yeah. publicity. Yeah. And so, you've got a new one of these coming out next exactly. year. Exactly. You didn't have to fucking do anything. They, if anything, they should be sponsoring it. Yeah. Like, they should be like, yes, please. Like, next play. year, yes. they should be like, hey, guys, let's let you play the new one early. Yes. Right? Like, they should be promoting the shit out of this. And, and, and instead, they take the complete backwards approach. You know, sometimes... You know, Nintendo has like great ideas, and then they come up with these other ones. It's just like, like the Wii Girl, Vitality sensor. What are you thinking? Like, you know, that's not a good idea. Well, it's all about having their own brand, and we've talked about this before with E3. They would not do their conference at E3. They had to do it on their own, and terms. that's fine. But I, like, but they don't want like you got to admit the fighting game ter- uh, scene can be a little. Uh, abrasive, um, you yeah. know. Well, of yeah. course. So that, I was going to devil's uh, advocate I'm, that too, as well. Yeah, to so take your that is probably where this came from. Like they, uh, according to the uh, people who run Evo, like they didn't even want it being played there, and this was a compromise that they could play it but not stream it. Uh, that's unverified, I believe. So I don't know if that's the actual case. But this is something that they've been doing for the past year now. Is it's very much. They are telling their story on their terms, and I completely disagree with it. But yeah. I know that's probably why this is all happening. Can I clarify the details, though? Because, again, I, this is one of those stories that I didn't really hear about until somebody clarified it for me, or until somebody sent me the article. So uh, Evo wanted to hold a uh, Smash Brothers tournament as part of the Evo like yes. the sphere, right? And Nintendo was like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Essentially. That, that's essentially what happened. Okay. Yes. So, um, I, and again, to play the devil's advocate, I can almost see why Nintendo would be like, no, we're family friendly. Yeah. We just want you to have sunshines and moonbeams and stuff I think, I think the us. reason is they don't want people playing the games and swearing while they're doing it, broadcasting it live as kind they of a want, demonstration of the they game. They don't want, I guess, also, they don't want to have Smash Brothers identified with like to compare it to like Street Fighter, yeah, the so violence kind the, of the violence and the the you know just the peop- the whole market that is into you know the intense fighting game scene, the kind of knuckle dragging. No offense to uh, <laughs> fighting yeah. gamers, but no. like the stereotype, but like the the trash talking and everything. And yeah. I guess that you know they don't want like mom or dad to like. You know, if have the kids watch a stream of Smash Brothers or have it necessarily be portrayed in the wrong light, because you know they want Smash Brothers to be seen as a game for everyone, not just this market. So if it was you know being streamed and advertised this way, it might cast the wrong shadow on the next one coming out. It's a branding so, choice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which so, is almost fair. So almost I, fair, but 
at the same time, it's like, you know, there's, there's still ways to do it. You can promote it as both. You know, let them have this, and then you have your own event and exactly. event it, yeah. promote it as like the fun family f- whatever game. Yeah, and I think there also needs to be a fundament- fundamental understanding of how these institutions work, like most businesses. I mean, if you're a fighting game tournament, I would hope that you would run it by the companies if you're they going did. to cast yeah. something. And the first place that request gets sent to, gets sent to is legal. So legal vets, and they go, no, we're not making money off this. This is our brand. You can't use it. Yeah. And then people cause a stir, and then it goes above legal, and it gets elevated to management, and then they come in and say, oh, okay, well, everyone hates it, so let's just forget about this. Just let them do it, etc. Yeah, that's what I really thought was yeah. the case. That like It just seemed so strange. It was so quick a reversal as well. I thought, oh, this must have just been like a clerical error. Yeah. Like It didn't get past the first person. But then we hear this these reports that there was actually negotiations going on ahead of time, so... I don't know. Um, Who knows? It makes me sad. I think, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, you can go. Well, I was going to say it goes back to the power of the gaming community, um, which is what I was talking about before we started airing or uh, broadcasting, um, was that like the gaming community is so powerful in their own right. You know, I mean, it can be seen, you know, with the announcement of the Xbox One, one while where everyone lost their mind and lost their manners it was lost their uh, manners yeah. most people lose their manners yeah. that's like mind your manners as soon as you as soon as you put your fingers on the keyboard your manners just Are go just out gone. the window yeah. well you know what i love though it like it got to the point too it was like there isn't a lot of like crossfire between brands that much like between the playstations and the xboxes but even playstation was like seriously guys this is how you share a game that video like, that they released was the utmost of shade. That, that was the was shadiest. That shade. was so shady. Like, I mean, it was like but, a volcano erupted, and we didn't have yeah, sun for years. Serious. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that video was like, it was like Pompeii too. <laughs> wow, <laughs> crazy. So, like, the that just like speaks volumes to the power of you know us as gamers, like Pompeii. Too. Apologies to those <laughs> yeah. who so have ancestors. Ancestors that might or might not have passed away during the Pompeii incident. Right. Um, Hope it's not too soon. It's too close. <laughs> How long ago was it? A few. Sincerest apologies. Um, so I lost my train of thought. Yes. So I just think this speaks volumes to like the power of us as gamers, right? How quickly we can turn things. When people, when gamers lose their shit, they lose shit their mind. Done. Shit gets done, and it gets done fast because people lost their mind at the Evo, and that Ta-da. shit got taken Bam. care of. Yeah. Yep. We'll see if uh, the gaming community can start using that for for good. For good. For yep. good. Yeah. Like supporting. Yeah. Women. Rather than going on to some online survey and saying EA is the worst company in America over top of all the banks that have bankrupted the world, let, let's let's figure out some better causes. So, yeah, right. yeah. Come on, people. Yeah. I, I believe in you. I believe in you. In some in some happier news, um, the 3DS Mi Plaza update has been released in the U.S. I'm tapping out on this one. Ta-da! <laughs> And so this was released um, in the UK and Japan. Um, and the rest of the EU. Well, yeah. yeah. The EU and Japan um, was released there and, like, what, a month ago? Probably two and a half weeks ago or so. It feels like it's been it, longer because I've been yeah. waiting for it. Yeah. So anyway, they released an update where like um, they've added more games now to the Mi Plaza. So there's four new games. Um, there is the Mi Force, which is by far the 
best one. It's, it's a side shooter. It's like Ikaruga, and yeah. you get the power-ups, which and are your friends. Yeah, so your friends <laughs> your friends pods. come in as these little pods, and you shoot them out, and then the, you add them into this little grid thing, and then it adds power to your spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um, sure it, it's absolutely the most it's fun. It's an intense game, too. Yeah, like, like it, 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 it... So, as a side note, the, all these games you have to pay for, they're all four ninety nine each, and you, there's a special that you can buy all four when, at the start for fourteen ninety nine. Um, it's definitely worth it to buy, at least buy Me Force, if nothing else. Yeah, like, I bought them all. I, I bought them all, but I mean, there, so there's the flower one, which that one is dead by far the, the most boring. Like, you, <laughs> if like, you, you like gardening, if you, you like, like gardening, it. you're gonna but enjoy it. I but, showered my plants in my bathtub this morning, so I, I actually enjoy seeing the. The blooms one yeah, by one. Yeah, I mean, if you, know. you like gardening, great. But I'm just saying, out of the, off the four <laughs> that are were released now, as someone who has never like, okay, because I have my 3ds, right, and and I get street passes and mm. and whatnot, but I don't, I've never played any of the games in there. I don't do any of it. Like, so if you if you're not someone who you're missing but out, if, if I. It's not that I don't enjoy. I've just never even done it because I always just thought, oh, like what, what, what is the game? What is that going to be? Is this something that you would consider like a legitimate game? Game or is it like I, a oh, mini? It's they're mini games. Me Force is almost a legitimate mm-hmm. game. Like Me Force is a game that they would have released in the SNES days as a full yes. game. And it's and and it's 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 just. It's, Adds that extra element with you with your street pass and you collect people and then they are used in the game, and and the same thing with all the other me um, street pass games. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you collect people as you pass them and then you use them in games for like puzzle swap and the find me, which was the original two. Yeah. And now you have these other four games that they added in that element. So it they're really fun. Um, so there's a gardening one. There's the there's the mansion one, the Monster Manor. Yes, um, which is which is like Simon's Quest. If you guys know Simon's Quest, I it's don't know that game one. where you walk around a grid essentially, and you discover the grid as you walk around. It's a top-down view, right? And then you run into enemies and you fight them. And every yeah. person that you find in Street Pass has a different piece of the grid that they give you. Yeah, and then you walk through the grid as you meet them. And you find treasure and, and stuff like that. So that one's that one's fun, too. I mean, I like I said, I enjoy all the, the like me games. Yeah. Except um, for the gardening one, the, really. The gardening <laughs> one is just... Mm. It, it's, it's like for... It's, it's their expanded audience game. It's, it, for it's your, very it's much for, for the mom the parents. and the like parents. Like the, the touch yeah. generation. Yeah, touch know? generation. Yeah. Game. It's yeah. very much that type of audience that they're appealing to. Like but the... Like, the gardener is kind of cute for a me. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, hey, daddy. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. All right. You can plant my plant in the pot. Oh, Jesus. I don't, I don't even know I what that was. Yeah. Oh, anyway. And then the last one is... Um, it's I don't know what it's called, but it's I the strangest. It's, it's very Japanesey. Yeah, at the end of basically the day. what it is, it's a it's a, a, a battle game, um, kind of like a strategy game, um, and it's a rock paper scissors battle element mm-hmm. where you have a you have three different forces. You have archers, you have infantry, and you have um, cavaliers. Cavaliers, and you know each unit is stronger against another unit and weak against the other. Um, 
So you pick which in, you pick which units you're going to throw into the battle, and yeah. then the computer picks which ones they're going to put into battle, and then you battle back and forth. Mm -hmm. And you can get more units to make your units stronger by how many people you've collected through right. Street Pass. They add the amount. So when you walk past someone for Street Pass, the amount of infantry that's added to your army is how many people they have in total in their meat, in their meat plaza. plaza. So I want to Street Pass Delvin all the time because he has 500 528, and I think I'm up to now. an insane amount of people. And so let me see, let me I just want to come over to his house oh, all the know. time and just pick up some more troops. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up to 528 people in my... I take my my 3DS on the subway. Yeah, and you yeah. every, every day. day. So. so even when I'm not playing a game, it's in my bag, and I take it with me. And every day I collect probably at least three to four people. And yeah. sometimes it's sometimes one or two are the same people, but I'm I'm collecting new people all the time. That's crazy. It's worth. I, mean, I have it's like 170 getting. people, but I have Jess, not. Honestly, done it take much. your 3DS with you everywhere you go. The one time I was the most mad I didn't bring my 3DS is when we went to the Zelda Symphony concert, oh. and I didn't have my 3DS, and like everybody and as we're had waiting, one. Literally, everybody is just everybody had theirs, and I was like, passing. "Damn it, no!" I could be at like a thousand probably. We by were now. we were at Fan Expo. I brought my 3DS, and Ooh. 3DS I think it oh. maxes out at 25 street passes, and then you have to check it ten. to clear or 10. So I wasn't checking it, and so I, had, I had missed a ton of people. Yeah, but you have to like, keep clearing them. Out. Like I read every on. five minutes there, you would fucking yeah. have. You would to just like... have to have it open and pressing A all yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. If only there was an auto like accept, just kind of be like, yeah. Yeah, just okay. come in, just go. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> just yeah, go. Everybody have, in. You have to send special messages to each other. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> As you meet them. Um, <laughs> Anyways, it's I'm worth getting. System it's really, settings. Yes. All right. If you have a 3ds, never play system settings. Most recently, because we will make fun of you when you stream past people it says what you've been recently playing and so many people have system, system settings, settings <laughs> as the like, last thing they were playing it's like who is this basic bitch <laughs> who played system settings <laughs> oh my goodness and then my other pet peeve with is is um uh, the people when you do puzzle swap and they have no fucking oh, yeah, puzzle pieces no puzzle for you pieces, i'm like yeah. You already have them all. Delvin already has everything. I can't give Delvin anything anymore. No, you still give me stuff. Oh, okay. Good. No. Good. Um, but yeah, the other people. But. Anyways, it's worth getting if you have a 3DS. Michael, I suggest you try street passing. I used to think that it was like dumb because I would say this is dumb. Like There's no, one, there's no one in the city with a 3DS. It's not that I don't want to try street passing. It's just I always forget to turn my 3DS, 3DS on. No, it's always in my bag. I always forget to turn it on. And then when I oh. don't... It's but in no, your bag, but you don't turn I it remember, on. And then when I remember it, it's dead. Oh. My my 3DS, because I got like a launch 3DS. Did, <laughs> did they improve the battery for the 3DS Just after launch? Just buy an launch? XL. Everybody buy an XL. It has a massive battery and a massive screen, and, and the battery's still outperforming. Size, size queen, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyways. Um, but girls. I will I will now do that. I it, won't. It's I don't the think size I'm of your PS the... Vita now, if that is a <laughs> consolation. Shots fired. Shay Pompe 3. We're stupid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, so coming back to 3DS Me Plaza, um, definitely buy Me Force. If you're like kind of like, eh, at least buy that one. That one is the most fun. And if you're someone who loves or, you know, like collecting your Street Pass people, spend the $14.99 and get all four of the games. Cameron, I have no idea what we just talked about. I have no idea. How are you doing over there? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> 
Is this like? We should no, show I'm not gonna ask what this is because I'm sure everyone who's listening already knows, and I'm just that dumb bitch who's like, I have no. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about what games we've been playing this week and close it off. Shut that shit down. <laughs> Chit chat and just talk about what we've been playing this week. So, who wants to talk about what they've been playing this week? Have you been playing anything new this week, Cameron? No. Uh, welcome to the section of the show I like to call Cameron continues to play Smite. Um, oh Jesus! Yes. What is this? What? Oh, we talk about this Jesus. every week. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a MOBA game, so like League of Legends, but it's third person, oh, so God. sort of like World of Warcraft. It's fantastic. Uh, they just came up with new God uh, Kronos, who is crazy fun. I am terrible at them, but I love it. Other than that, I just haven't had a lot of time to play games. Still uh, replaying Mass Effect 1, and I went back and uh, started a new play in Saints Row 2. Other than that, yep, all Smite. James? Alright, now it's time for James's Animal Crossing Corner. (laughs) (laughs) James's Animal Crossing Diary. There you go. I'm going to give everybody an update on my Animal Crossing. So, I finally raised enough money to build my second cobblestone bridge. It cost 128,000 bells, and your citizens are supposed to donate, but my citizens are cheap-ass bitches. Because I... Because you charge, like, double the... No, no, no. The base price was 128,000 bells. No, no, but you say something last week about how you like... Oh, yeah, there was a bell boom ordinance, and so everybody earns (laughs) twice as much, but they also have to pay twice as much. But I don't know if that had anything to do with it, because I raised 100... And 16,000. everyone has to pay twice as much, that's why they're broke-ass bitches. Yeah, well, you can't get infrastructure if you're not willing to pay well, as there, well. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You answered your own Hashtag question. Mayor Ford T.O. or whatever. <laughs> um, and so the second bridge was finally built. I went to the tropical island for the first time, and I caught an octopus and other strange creatures, and they sell for a lot on the mainland. So if you haven't been to the island and you're playing Animal Crossing, you need to go, because that's like a bank and a half there. And the last thing I'm going to do, and I want to post this picture. I want to post a picture of new people that moved into my town. The fiercest (laughs) bitch moved into my town. She's Devil Wars Prada. Her name's Mitzi or something like that. She's a mouse. She has an awesome purple haircut, and she just talks about shoes all the time. So she's my favorite queen, and she now replaced the gay ram rainbow clown that left her in proud Pierre 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 Trump. Gay ram rainbow clown. And on top of that, uh, (laughs) yeah, you need to see this photo, Greg. It's amazing. So that's that's my update for the week. Michael? Um, Mass Effect, as I said, I've been doing a lot of side quests there, and then a little bit more Virtue's Last Reward. Um, Yeah, I okay, so we had the flood in Toronto. 
this week, and on Monday I had gotten home to my place fine, and I had power and everything, but then I got super worried that the power was going to go out, but I really wanted to play Mass Effect, so I was, like, religiously saving after I did <laughs> everything, so I was like, oh, God, what if, like, you the know... The power goes out, I have to if, do this all over again. Yeah, because that always pisses me off, mm-hmm. redoing that. But um, those two... That's that's pretty much it. So, because they're long, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be a while before I tell you about anything new. I Greg. am. Yes, that's my name. Hi, Greg. My name's Greg. Um, what are you playing this week? This week I'm playing. I've actually only been playing one thing for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've been playing Dishonored. I know I'm a little behind the times, um, but I. I I, I find it harder, particularly now over the summer, because I'm working and I have an internship, um, to find ga- time to play like games for an extended period of time. So I'm hacking away at Dishonored, and I'm having a blast. I love games that force you to be meticulous and sneaky and <laughs> carefully plan your next move. Um, so that's obviously I'm playing the game in stealth. Um, not killing anybody because um, I'm such a goody two-shoes. Um, so I'm playing that and then I can't, I'm just like counting down the hours until I can play The Last of Us. Um, I'm really excited to play that. Why can't you play it now? Because I, I want to finish Dishonored first. Oh, okay. And then I'll play The Last of Us. Okay, so you're a completionist. You like to... I am a total completionist. Like, like, are you doing like 100% in Dishonored? No, I'm getting like to the end of the story. Uh, like and finishing then, the game yeah, before starting the game. One. I mean, there's some games that I'll play over and over and over again. Skyrim. Skyrim. Um, but it's Dishonored is great and it's amazing, but it's not the kind of game that I feel like I should just play... I start and play again. What I'll do likely is I will finish the the good ending for not killing anybody, and then I'll just watch the bad ending on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh goodness. Um, for me, I have been playing Project X Zone. Um, I got it in the mail. Yes. Um, and I've been playing that. Um, it's very fun. A lot of the characters. Um, well, I don't know who they, what games they're from because they're from like obscure games from like. Some Bando, Bandai Namco game or whatever. Yeah, they have like hack sign characters in a whole bunch old, of characters. Yeah. But if you are hack sign, wow, I haven't heard that in a if while. If you are a f- fan of like j- um, most of the you know old school RPGs and Japanese anime and and like just there's just a whole slew of characters in this game, and it's just super fun to play. Um, it's a, it's a strategy type game, so it's a great follow up since I've been playing Fire Emblem. Um, so it's very much the same system of you know you. You you have pairs, um, and you move across a grid, and you fight other mobs and stuff on the thing. The story is, you know, you're not there for the story. It's a fan service Don't Don't expect to <laughs> expect a great story but the one the interesting element from what i read is that um if characters have interacted with each other from a, a previous game like marvel versus capcom or just any games that they may have crossed paths before they they know each other so they've kept that element oh, in that's the story cool. that's kind of cool so that yeah. they're so that yeah, they're not yeah, like, like strangers to each other so like Morgan and Chung Lee are a team, and they know each other. Ooh, Morgan and Chung Lee are a team. Yes, so Holy they know shit. each other, and like, um, I just other characters who've interacted with each other. They they know each other. So. They should make a game that's just Morgan, Morgan and Chung Lee. <laughs> Morgan and Chung Lee <laughs> RPG. Uh, so one of the side funny note. Um, so after you after you beat uh, we be the best. <laughs> after you finish a battle, um, you know they have like a victory like what they say after a yeah, battle yeah. and Chung Lee was like 
oh, I think I need to work harder and uh, build up more leg muscle. And then Morgan was like, no, girl, that'll mess up your figure. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why they need an RPG. And every gay man in the world will play that RPG. These two bitches, I swear, they're the best. They're the best so far of, of the pairs, but um, yeah, Project X Zone. Check it out if you have a 3DS. Mm-hmm. Thanks for everyone for listening. Um, I just want to throw a shout out to uh, another podcast that um, is very similar to ours. So if you enjoy our podcast, you got to check out the kids at Koopa Club. Um, Club. That's Koopa with a Q. We'll have our and Club link. with a K and Club with a K. QK. Um, you have to check them out. They're absolutely really funny. Um, they're another gay uh, video game podcast. They're also Nintendo fanboys, so <laughs> they're like most of us here. Um, and we'll put a link to uh, their website um, in our show notes. So definitely check them out. Um, and please send us your comments or anything that you have, or even if you think we suck, just. Throw some shade, yeah. do whatever. Yeah. Throw the hate. Hashtag VG Realness PS Vita. <laughs> and Michael, that should be like our. If you don't like the show, hashtag VG Realness PS Vita. Let's do account for that hashtag. See if it does increase from week to week. Ever. Oh, I just want, like, please, someone have some fun with it. Please use it. Please. It would make Michael feel so much better and validated mm-hmm. for well, purchasing it would also a PS just, like, Vita. I would die laughing. Oh goodness. Right. Anyways. It's been fun, and we'll see you all next week. Okay, see ya. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.